Hello. <laughs> I'm back. I'm sorry. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be completely honest and open. And I just wasn't feeling recording the past few weeks. And I think it's really important for my own sanity and health that, you know, I take a step back when I need to. And also for the quality of the show. Like, I'm really not one of those people that's into just putting things out for the sake of it. I really never want to be that person that just put things out for the sake of it, especially when I'm not happy with the quality of it. So I'm sorry if you missed me, but I feel much better now and I'm happy <laughs> and happy to be back. So hey, how's it going? Nice to see you again. I know I can't see you. Welcome back to Coffee with Danny. Thanks so much for joining. I really appreciate it. Today's show is a really interesting interview. So I've got two bloggers actually coming on the show two weeks in a row and I, you know, I know some people might be like, hey, why are you just interviewing bloggers? It's not one of those shows. But for me, influencers slash bloggers are such interesting people to talk to because I feel like we, as a collective, have such a wide skill set that we're able to put to so many different things. And actually just hearing how different influencers pay the bills to me is really interesting. So there's two complete different aspects of how these girls pay their bills but both are classes influencers slash bloggers in the next two weeks of episodes so that's a quick intro um this week's episode is an interview with christabel who owns the blog i want you to know i kind of go into it a bit more in the interview but she's like one of the first bloggers that i ever followed the first british blogger for sure anyway and for me growing up as like a young black british girl that went to like a predominantly white school which pretty middle class like it was cool to actually like go to uni and go online and actually find people that were kind of like similar to me, which was awesome. And to be honest, I never really thought about it until I went to university. I don't really feel like I had an identity crisis or anything, but it was literally something like, I'll never forget when I read um, Christabel's post on growing up black British. And I was like, oh my God, like it's literally not just me and my friends that have these jokes. Like we literally all have the same struggles. So, yeah, thank you so much, Chris Bob, for coming on the show. I really hope you guys enjoy the interview. She is bomb. What else has been happening? Well, I went to New York for a weekend, which was a lot of fun. Um, what else have I done? I got a new job, so I've been settling into that. I've just kind of been getting things up and going. You know, I feel like if anyone watches Liz, Liz Loves on YouTube, I love her. I'll tag her below in the show in um, show information. She made a comment that really stuck with me. And I'm one of those people, I, I love it when words stick with me. And Liz said something at the start of this year that really rang true to me, that like January was just a write-off for her. She just didn't really consider it as part of this year. And she wanted to start February as like her big start for the new year. And like, I know it's a bit like cheesy and stuff, but genuinely I was like, mate, yes. Like literally that is it. That literally is it. Like I tried not to think too hard into it with the new year. Because I think it's just like this unnecessary pressure that we put on ourselves, like new year, new me. And it's like, there's so many things that are happening. For me personally, there were so many things happening. I was like, I can't deal with this, like, you know, going to the gym because I'm a new person and all that stuff. Like for me, going to the gym is like very, very important. If anyone knows me personally, I don't post about it on social media, but I go to the gym like at least three times a week normally, usually probably four or five because it's just such a big part of my life. It's a massive like stress reliever slash coping mechanism. I love boxing because I just feel like I'm such a mellow person and it's just such a good outlet. 
so yeah for me it was just like starting the new year and the past few weeks have just been absolute bloody madness and I think going to New York especially just for the weekend mate it bloody wiped me <laughs> I was absolutely exhausted and it took quite a while to kind of recover that the adrenaline and the traveling like I absolutely don't regret it it was a great weekend but I'm just like dude that really took it out of me anyway enough jibber jabber from me but I have some really exciting interviews coming up and thank you again for coming back to the show and I think it's about time we just get into the bloody interview I don't know about you but yeah <laughs> and I'll speak to you guys soon don't forget to follow me on social at mission worldie everything's tagged below and I hope to connect with you all very soon have a fantastic week bye <laughs> okay so now I'm sitting down with Christabel Plummer welcome to the show Christabel Hi. it's an absolute honor to have you here yeah. and if you guys don't know Christabel is an amazing blogger for me you know your blog I want you to know was probably one of the first blogs I actually really identified with when I kind of started this whole blogging journey so it's very surreal for me having you sat opposite to me welcome to the show thank you <laughs> let's start by talking about you know, how it all started essentially. So like, did you go to uni? What did you study? And kind of what got you into the blogosphere essentially? Ooh. Big question. Well, I mean, I've always been quite an internet-y person. Yep. So even pre-uni, I, you know, I made a website at the age of 13 on oh GeoCities. Lord. Okay, yeah. Quite old school. Even before that, I was trying to make magazines out of paper. Like I'm, yep. such, I'm a creative person. I've always wanted to create things for myself. I've you know, made drawings, I tried to create my own cool. fashion label. But once I got on the computer, I was like, oh, I'll write stories, I'll do this, I'll write songs. And it just allowed so many different possibilities. Definitely. And then I found forums as well. So various, I mean, what were the forums? Oh God, I, I don't know. It was, there was one that I was obsessed with with my friend called Teen Teen Help or something. Oh, that's there were, so <laughs> many, I've never I heard of that. It was like an advice forum. Uh, you know, I was on all the usual social networks back then. So it's MySpace, Bebo, oh my God, Zanga, Teen Open Diary. Yeah. And then gradually, you know, I, I always knew I wanted to do fashion. Yeah. So gradually started reading Teen Vogue online and discovered the Fashion Spot Forum and then fashion blogging. There we go. So this is how we get onto vlogging. Yes. So in, you know, I was in the second year of university when I decided to take the plunge and yeah. to start blogging because I'd been reading blogs and I just thought, you know, I've got a perspective. I'm studying fashion knitwear design. It's quite an unusual course to study. Yeah, definitely. Very specific. Very. So I, you know, <laughs> so determined to get into the fashion industry and I really researched it. And I even I had quite a few knockbacks before then. I tried to get, I've got a video on it yeah. on my YouTube. You know, I got rejected from Central St. Martins, got rejected from Brighton, but then gradually, you know, ended up finding the right course for me because I wanted to combine fashion and textile design but also okay. the business side yeah and it was quite important that my course had a placement year so it was a four-year course they're pretty hard to find with fashion courses yeah at That's that time yeah yeah it was I, there might be more now or yeah, they I'm might sure. encourage you to take a year out and do mm -hmm. placements but I was you know adamant then I was like I need to get a job I need to get that was pretty <laughs> smart yeah <laughs> I was like I need to be in the best place possible so I you know get a job afterwards yeah so yeah, I went to Nottingham Trent in 2007 and started blogging in 2008. Oh my gosh. So, awesome. yeah, I I just, I'd been researching blogs for a while and I thought, okay, I'm just going to talk about this vintage clothing sale that I've gone to. And I was so obsessed. I, you know, I got there really early in the morning, queued up. Oh my God. I wow. was just so obsessed with finding the perfect vintage 
like prom style dresses like, okay. i don't even wear them now but yeah i just was i just wanted to be like a 50s style most of the time <laughs> so i went there filled a bag with loads of clothes and then got home and was like oh my god it's amazing like but none of my friends really got it okay but then i went on you know i created a blog and then put a picture up it was like the tiniest picture yeah taken on the oldest like Motorola phone, probably. Oh God, those, I remember the Razor. That yeah, was my one, something like that. So quality was but probably then the, not fantastic. <laughs> it was. It's still there. I, oh I, my I, gosh. I don't think you should look at it, but yeah, I just the community was just really supportive then. Yeah. So they were like, "Oh, we'd love to see you wearing them," and you know, they look amazing. It sounds like an amazing opportunity. You know, I just thought, "Oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll keep going with this." So yep. I just you know kept creating more blog posts about what I was buying about university I was applying for placements as well so okay. there were lots of angsty posts <laughs> when I got rejected God, from a couple maybe a, one or two placements can't remember but yeah I would just vent online yeah it was a little bit like a diary but like a fashion diary a little diary with a touch of fashion fashion twist I think yes. that's kind of for me one of the things that I really have always loved about your blog is the fact that you're very unapologetic and very open to discussing things so it's like mm. fashion which obviously we all love and we all want to read about but also there's a lot of like life and mm. real life shit as I call it essentially <laughs> <laughs> and I think especially for me I study politics mm-hmm. and when I come to your blog compared to a lot of other fashion bloggers you do get that dose of I'm not going to stray away from what's actually happening in real life here Mm. and talk about especially the community and what's happening with blogging Mm. and kind of the struggles that I face essentially. So thank you for doing that. (laughs) It's much appreciated. (laughs) Okay, cool. So you've kind of like started the blog now and I guess let's kind of trace how it kind of went from being a blog, just this thing that you kind of uploaded on to being very much part of your life and very much part of your income essentially mm. what kind of happened in between that time because I remember reading before on your blog that you know when you first started doing sponsored posts it wasn't really something at the time that people liked to talk about and you were kind of like a bit not ashamed of it but mm. you didn't really like to promote it as much mm. and obviously now if someone gets a sponsored post we're like yes, yes! Honey, get your coins all the emojis literally all, all the, the gifts, gifts we're all dancing memes <laughs> the like the proud girl meme like they're <laughs> all so happy for each other i know i know <laughs> so what happened in between then and there like how would you yeah. kind of trace those few years for you with yeah. the blog what happened I mean, it was, you know, yeah, at the beginning, everyone was like, yes, this, you know, this is a very much grassroots thing. We're not getting paid. But then I saw some girls with some ads on and I was like, hmm. no, I'm a student. I'm studying in New York. I have an overdraft. And this company is offering me, it was something like £30 a month to put an ad on my blog. Tidy. And, you know, because there was this other blogger who I respected. Yeah. She had the same ad. And I was like, okay, if, she, if I respect her and she's doing it and I have an overdraft... You know, I could try and attack this overdraft. Yeah, why not? With this ad. So, you know, I didn't really talk. It was just there. I didn't even have to do anything. And I think maybe I had, I might have had a couple of ads. So it was maybe £90 a month. And I got paid like for three months in advance. Oh my God, that's nice. So then, you Especially know. as a student. I was like, yeah, put that in the overdraft account. And then for my final year, I had to pay for a graduate collection. So I had to buy, so buy loads of like yarn. Yeah. yeah, the yarn, you know, we had to spend like hundreds of pounds on yarn and style it and everything. So I was just like, okay, you need this money like yeah you can you're, you're doing something that you love and you can put this money towards that so that's when the the mind shift started to happen and then gradually you know brands it took a while to get like a paid post I think I mean maybe I, I think I did one in 2012 it was so weird I think I had to style a scarf three ways and I used to get my sister to style like to shoot my pictures when I, I was love at home. it yeah and my sister she was pretty young like have a you know 
How old is she? She was like maybe nine or ten. And I was trying oh to get Oh my gosh, her. wow. She wasn't, and I didn't have a proper camera. And yeah, it was all a bit all over the place. Yeah. Um, You'd never know. <laughs> I wasn't taking it as seriously. It was just like, oh, I can make money. Like this is, I didn't question the fees or anything. Just the early days. But gradually, you know, I saw other, I had, I had some friends with more followers than me and they were able to get signed with agents and get more paid opportunities. Okay. So that kind of opened my eyes. Then I ended up getting signed with the same agent and they were like, you shouldn't be doing free stuff. And it took me a while to really understand my value and my worth yeah, and that you, you could get paid for doing it. And it's, it's really tricky because like, you know, although you, you should get paid, it's, it's, you're not always going to get paid for every single thing. It's a bit of, of a, there's a lot of balance. There's a lot mm-hmm. of hustle. You know, sometimes you might have to do some things for perception. There might be an amazing brand. They may take you know gift you something that's amazing yeah. and you'll be perceived in a, a, a way that will help your future career like Definitely. just in general yeah. and then you might do commercial projects you know the brands are maybe not as exciting but you can make it look exciting yeah so there's a lot of balance and I know there's you know there's been a lot of discussions about it recently I think it just needs a bit of nuance definitely you know, we're so obsessed with people put, putting things in boxes like you should get paid for everything you should do this but that you have to look at each situation. 100%. Look at the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, it's there's a lot. And in reality, brands won't have a budget for every single campaign. But I think, it, you know, it's obviously increasing this year. Yes. Hopefully there'll be more money for us. That's the plan. Fingers yes. crossed, brands. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point that you've raised, especially about this whole not getting paid for absolutely everything, mm. especially with certain brands. Like you said, sometimes the relationships that you build are a lot more important mm. and the perception also of being aligned with that brand mm. can do more for you than, mm. you know, a 70 pound check or whatever they're mm. wanting to pay in comparison. And I think that, like you've said, balancing is probably the hard thing. And if anyone is a blogger or influencer that's listening, will probably understand what we mean when we say that the perception and balancing act is really hard, especially knowing when to strike the balance with your worth, essentially. Mm. How did you kind of go about the early days of understanding your worth? How do you feel that you understood your worth, essentially? If you know what I mean, like, how did you define your worth? Yeah. I mean, it's tricky because a lot of people say you're you're just getting paid for your audience. And some people are like, you're getting paid for your time. So I think it's a it's a combination of those things. Yeah. You know, obviously, if you're shooting something for your blog, you know, Brad, if they want to create that content themselves, they've got to get a photographer, a model, social media expert to promote it, yeah. an SEO uh, expert, you know, so many different roles. Whereas if they just pay you they can save a lot of money and then they can still use that content on their channels like everyone needs content yeah so you know from a logistical point of view that is the main then the main analogy that explains value definitely um but also like your time like if you've you know you might have studied journalism as well and you can bring something else to your work you know for me i've studied fashion knitwear design I did a graduate collection, you know, I've got a very extensive knowledge of fashion and knitwear in particular. So yeah. I try and bring that into whatever I do. This creative, you know, brain yes. is my asset. 100%. So, you know, I hope that people will understand that. Like if you're with any job, you know, you take time to get to this level so you can do things quicker and you need to be paid for that previous knowledge as well. Yes. So, yeah, it's a combination of it's things. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. And I think... um you know, kind of changed the subject now, but not so much. Mm-hmm. One of the really great posts that I saw you wrote was about your background and kind of understanding 
basically black Britishness. Yes. And that was a really cool post. You want to just kind of briefly talk about it in case people haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, it's actually tagged on Christabel's Twitter. So you should yes. definitely go and read it. <laughs> but let's quickly talk about that post. Yeah, it's almost the one year anniversary since really? I wrote that post. Oh I know, gosh. it's gone so quickly. And then I, I spent like a year and a half trying to write this post. So Always those ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, so it's taken like quite a few years. I mean, I think, you know, initially I'd... I. I was being asked about race yeah, and this was maybe like 2011 and I think I was just very like, I didn't talk about race a lot. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, you, you might relate, you, you talk about it at home, but then if of you're course. working in like white environments, you're not really going to talk about it. Yeah. You don't want to bring it up or if you bring it up, people will say like, they'll get defensive or shut you down. Always. So I just wasn't really used to talking about it. And then someone commented, how do you feel because you're black and all the other bloggers are white it was that's kind of like yeah yeah really basic term. but um <laughs> and I was just like well I was quite defensive at the time I was like well like blah, blah, blah. I, I don't even know what I really said but I it kind of planted a seed and then you know more people would ask me about it as so I started doing YouTube yeah. as well and then I was learning more about you know the world I was oh, discovering Lordy. more platforms <laughs> you know more podcasts came out more yeah. people were speaking up on buzzfeed and other sites you know everyone can create things which is amazing on you know on social media definitely but then i was just sort of open to all these different takes and perspectives and then you know black britishness it's not something that's been at the forefront of the the conversation like we hear a lot about the american perspective but it wasn't necessary it wasn't easy to find the black british perspective so yeah i think this post was just sort of the, the culmination of this journey and then relating it to blogging as well because it's very hard you know everyone asks me about diversity but I have to sort of link it to my own experience and how I grew up yeah 100% how I relate to things and everyone has a different experience yeah we we don't you know there's divide there needs to be diversity within diversity and that's not always shown yeah on tv you may get one perspective and there's just so many different perspectives that should be heard so yeah my post black british and blogging I you know spoke about my background for the first time (laughs) properly I mean I sort of I allude to things, but I really spoke about what it was like growing up, you know, going to a girls' school that was predominantly white and some of the situations that happened. And then, you know, subsequent situations with blogging, trying to really get a handle on the different topics that encompass diversity within blogging. Yeah, 100%. Because you've got to look at the the mainstream beauty standards that are constantly put out there. Yeah. Even if you look on Instagram, you know, there's these accounts celebrating women, but they all look a very, you know, they all look the same. They've yeah. all got the way, the white, they're all white with waves. They're very skinny. They may be perched on the edge of a ledge in front of this beautiful, like, <laughs> scenery. And, you know, I like to do that, but we could we could have some darker skinned girls of there. Course, like, definitely. We travel as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you know, you look at what these Instagram accounts are putting out. I mean, this, you know, it's a microcosm, but it's part of a bigger problem. Definitely. And then it is hard to start a creative business. And, you know, if you're black, you may deal with family pressures as well. All these other internal pressures that are going on. It's, it's a lot harder. So I tried to weave in some of these topics. It was a bit of an introduction. You know, I'd love to write more about it, but it is, it's quite an overwhelming topic. It so. definitely is. I think you covered a lot of groundwork in that one piece. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. No, definitely. If you guys haven't read it, I would definitely recommend it because, I don't know, for 
one single blog post, I was like, she's really hit the nail on the head. Wow. Which is, you know, it's so difficult to do. And I can, like you said, it took you so long to write. And mm. being someone that's from a creative background also, I can literally see that reading it, I'm like, shit, this really must have taken quite a long time to actually eloquently put this all together in such a nice, tidy package. Oh, God. It was so hard. No. And I've got, like, so many drafts, the, the reject drafts, it sort of changed form, <laughs> like, so many times. Yeah. And I then, imagine. A f- then a f- like a fact managed to get it. It was meant to go up during Black History Month in the UK, and I was like, okay, it's fine. The US one is coming up. You can yeah. you can slot it in. It's fine. So <laughs> like on the t- it's like the twenty second or twenty eighth of February last year. I think it went like yeah. around that time. So yeah. Oh my it's, god, awesome! It's been great. So been talking great. about that, let's go a bit about you know family pressures and being a creative. Mm-hmm. How did your kind of family react when you were like, I'm not gonna stay in a normal job i'm gonna do my creative stuff i'm gonna be a consultant i'm gonna be blogging full time (laughs) did you have any kind of family reactions essentially i mean i think my family they've always been quite easygoing so you know my dad's always like oh you know it's fine he'll ask questions he sort of he he takes a bit of time to process things he's not even notice for anything but then once he's like okay i see you're doing fine you haven't asked for us asked us for any money so you must be okay yeah (laughs) and then my mom is always the one that you know maybe freaks out a bit more i remember because i had a gap year before university so and she freaked out it wasn't actually my intention because it's only because i well it's a long old story but (laughs) i mean how do i break it i think I, I didn't get onto the course that I wanted yeah. and I just thought it's fine I'll work in Topshop for a year save yeah. some money buy a lot of clothes and my mum was like oh my god what, what what do you mean you're not going to uni right now and I'm like I'm going to go to uni calm down I'm mom. going yeah. and she's like but I'm watching I'm watching Jeremy Kyle and there's a woman she didn't go to uni and now she's a prostitute and I'm like mum <laughs> it's not the life for me mum didn't say I was going to do that okay <laughs> so yeah that's my mum's she kind of freaks <laughs> out and then she'll try and advise me at some point yeah. she'll be watching my videos she's like I think you should do more of this and so oh, she likes to try her. and get involved. You know, she she pops up in some of my videos. So I think they're really supportive. Yeah. But, you know, maybe at first they're like, okay, we won't, we're, we're not quite sure of this, but we're not going to say anything right now. Mm-hmm. But they've always been quite supportive. And I think That's awesome. they've just let me figure things out. And I think, yeah, as long as I didn't ask them for money all the time, they were willing totally to let me just figure it out. Yeah. So that of was course. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one thing, obviously, I don't know if people listening know this, but as a blogger, a lot of us don't just earn money from our blogs. Mm. So do you want to kind of talk about what you actually do for work as well as just your blog? I think that people have this kind of perception that as bloggers, you kind of just like write blog posts and take yeah. pretty pictures. And that's kind of how people pay the bills. But I know that you definitely do more than just maintaining your blog. So how do you kind of, what is your hustle? What do you do? Tell us everything. Well, I mean, at the moment, the blog is taking a lot of my time. So, you know, there's brainstorming, writing, just getting out there to events, networking, yeah. pitching, and it it has led to other opportunities. So freelance writing. Cool. I did sort of the bulk of that a couple of years ago. I think because I was just still figuring things out. Yeah. People like BuzzFeed were coming to me, Metro as well, the so debrief. Cool. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah, I'm just gonna just write. write. You know, I love writing. <laughs> I'm able to write in a slightly different way. It's always good to challenge yourself. You know, get out of that comfort zone so yeah. I was doing listicles for BuzzFeed so I was like oh I'm, I'm quite liking this like all these things that happen <laughs> when you go to Zara I can literally just write about my experience trying Struggles. to figure out the like Zara sizing yeah the and dust bunnies and the changing yeah rooms. so I was able <laughs> to just you know try out different things just because of this blogging platform yeah I've also done bits of public speaking so I've spoken at Pulse London which is like a trade show at Olympia yeah. I did one at Broadgates that's not so far from here but that was around um 
using social media to build your brand. That's very cool. Also Blogtacular, which is a blogging conference. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's one at the moment. I've gone blank, but I've done, <laughs> you know, lots of talk. Even, yeah, I did a panel last week. I did a panel. Yes, I did a panel about financial fitness. Oh, okay. I saw brand. that on your blog. Awesome, yeah. Yes, with the banking service, B. Yeah. So that was cool. It's allowing me to talk about lots of different things that relate to blogging. Yeah. Also a bit of consulting. You know, I'd love to do more as well, but that was for a, like a beauty brand, you know, just advising them on how to market to black women and like things to avoid things you need to be aware of yeah. you know it's a very long and passionate long discussion <laughs> but i you know i would love to do more of that because yeah. i just feel like i i have <laughs> i have the knowledge i have an opinion Definitely. and it, it's needed you know we've seen from all the brand fails So now we've talked a little bit about like your career past, your career now. What do you really like see yourself doing in the future? Like where is, I want you to know, going? What is like your dreams for it? What, tell us like your dreams and stuff. I like knowing people's dreams. Dreams. <laughs> I always feel like as well, if you put things out there, they seem to happen. Yeah. No, I, I really am a big yeah, believer in that. In a way, that. in a way. I mean, I, I just would love... There's, I have like lo lots of aims, like even through what I'm writing now, yeah. you know, I know what it was like being a creative, like a black creative and not really seeing representation in the industry. Mm -hmm. Being a fashion Freak. designer. And there are some, now some articles coming out about, you know, the lack of black fashion designers and people starting to talk about it. And I would just love, you know, in some way to facilitate more diversity within the creative industries yeah because sometimes it's hard you know you know you may not have loads of family money to fall back on or you, there's this pressure you know i'll go to these events i'll go to these trade fairs and i'll see very little representation and i'm just like i'd love to improve that i'd love to empower because we all need to be empowered really we don't want these things to hold us back yeah. so if there is a way that i could facilitate that within my you know media brand i'm hoping it becomes a media brand yeah, but you know i would love to have that as one of my avenues i would love to you know write a book that's the obvious but still even just going back to fashion as well i love fashion i love yeah. expression through, through fashion you know i'm also also wanting to change like the perception of body image within fashion you know why why are clothes designed for one body shape mm -hmm. you know I'm a bit booby. I would love to like change the, I, I don't know, the perception. Like, why are we, why is everything low? Uh, sorry, why is everything backless? And yeah. why are things not being designed for all these different body shapes? So I'm like hitting the mic, <laughs> getting so passionate. But, you know, why is why are certain body shapes not prioritized? Yeah. And how can we change that? How can we create conversations around that? I think that's a really so cool dream. <laughs> in, uh, yeah, I want to do a lot, basically. No, they're really cool. Which is cool. like, it's a bit overwhelming at times. So at the moment, you know, my blog, you know, I'd obviously like to build it up. I, I see what other, you know, a lot of the American blogs, they, they're really powerhouses now. Oh my and God, yes. You know, I'd still like it to follow my life, but if I can incorporate other stories as well make it something broader yeah it you know think about the bigger picture but then also document my slightly messy disorganized life so <laughs> relatable yeah well, hashtag relatable <laughs> life hopefully no definitely and yeah document this journey and you know who knows where it will end up <laughs> who knows 
that's such a good point about clothing i never thought about that like the psychology behind clothing design and why things have low backs and why they have yeah, low fronts and i need to wear a bra with everything and i'm like why why is this dress looking fine from the front there's a hole in the back and i'm like what am i supposed to do yeah and even you know i think it, it can cause a lot of insecurities massively as well like if you, you order something from asos the model is like a size six you order it and you're like well this isn't gonna work and you don't why can't we see it on different sizes yeah like why and i you know i know they've done tests and you know sometimes we don't respond to it but it's like how can we change that yeah it's not it's not about like just keeping things the same we know that with every other you know with racial diversity definitely it's about changing things and it's messy at first you know things may not always work but we need to change it because we don't want people you know being insecure having surgery for these reasons anymore necessarily yeah. you know fine if you want to have surgery for other reasons but it shouldn't be because you haven't seen something about you represented yeah, so you want to look a certain way yeah so it'd be great to change things but still She's working on a mission on guys working on changing the world <laughs> gosh day by day yeah. day by day <laughs> we're gonna get there so now we're going to go into the quick fire round and i'm very excited to do this so for anyone that's new to the show welcome of course but the quick fire round is something we do every week and i basically ask the guests a range of random questions and i just want you to give me quick answers so obviously there's no right or wrong answer it's Mm. just kind of fun questions Mm. so the first question if you could invite three people for dinner dead or alive who would you have at your dinner party (gasps) maybe oprah Oh, definitely Oprah. Yeah. I think we've got to have Oprah. Probably Issa Rae as well. Oh, yes. So this is probably... Oh, God. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else do I want at my dinner party? I, I do know. Michaela Cole. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a great... That's oh, a my great, God, that would be that's so a great fun. Dinner. I'm just going to be... I'll just be overwhelmed, like, at the excellence... Great personalities. ...in the room. And what just, food would you have? Just jerk chicken. <laughs> but also Korean as well, because it's oh, my party. okay. And I yes. Would, I, I definitely would want that. Jerk chicken and Korean fried chicken. <laughs> oh my God, just lots of different kinds of chicken. Yeah. If they were going to make a movie about your life, who would you like to play you and why? Oh my God. Who would, oh. Do I get Michaela Cole again? Or I, like... li- I don't know why I thought you were going to say that. It's a great show. Yeah, no, I think I'm just going to have Michaela Cole for, as the answer to all these questions. Why would you have her play you? I think because I could just relate to her, you know, chewing gum, she's, a bit quirky I you know she's so funny you don't always see this sort of personality this sort of quirky black girl personality represented so i'm so impressed with myself for guessing that yeah <laughs> so that's a good one i think she would be good this kind of leads to the next question <laughs> oh but which fictional character do you closely feel yourself aligning oh with oh god well it's gonna either be I'm just, i don't know if i'm just i mean i Oh, I don't know now. So I love Issa Rae, but I don't know if I'm actually... Is it just the idea of Issa Rae's personality on um, Insecure? Or... Oh, God, I need to think. I need to think. It's a hard one. <laughs> oh. Um, who am I relating to? Hmm. Because I don't do that, like, rapping in front of the mirror. Obviously not. Like, oh, I my don't, God, I wish I, I wish could. I wish I could. No, I, I watch <laughs> it. I'm like, I really... I kind of want to be want to say but I'm probably not as cool like rapping in front of the mirror so hmm I miss insecure I know I feel a void yeah massively hmm this is a tricky one what do we say I don't know I don't know we can come back to this we can come back to that because I've gone blank and I'm just saying the same two people and I you know 
and Oprah's not fictional, so I can't say. Who <laughs> was your biggest celebrity crush when you were a teenager? Oh my god, who was it? Oh god, it feels like ages ago. <laughs> oh my god. Stop it. You're playing oh, it on. Oh my god. Who did I like? Oh my god. It'll be in my diaries somewhere, but where? Ooh. I've gone so blank. <laughs> Who's your biggest celebrity crush now? This is an easier one, hopefully. Oh my god, I feel like I've lost. I've really. Emba- no, they're not embarrassing. No, of course. They're not. I don't know if he's my biggest, but I can only think of. Can I look on my. Pi- oh, can I. Look- I have a, a Pinterest board with my friends. I don't oh my know. gosh, I love this idea. I don't know if I've still. I can't get on the internet though. Let me see if I. C- I don't understand what. Let me pause this. Do I have. I'm guessing it's a private board. Who is it? I've had a couple, but I'm trying to think of recent ones. I feel like I'm just out of the the loop. (laughs) Hey, it's probably good not to just have celebrity crushes. It's probably better to have real life crushes. (laughs) We'll see. But then at least with celebrities, you know, you kind of know you're not going to meet them, but you're... Your real life ones, you're like, oh, oh my god, I don't want to bump into I see you every day. <laughs> um, I can't even remember his name. It was basically from what the OC from was he called again? Seth was that his name? Oh yeah, Seth was Cohen. that his name? Yes, I yeah, I sort of I liked him. Oh, he was very sweet. And then and then at one point, so I watched Les Mis. There was Eddie Redmayne at one point, but I'm not even <laughs> sure. And then I guess there's Nadal, the tennis player, but. Hey, these are, these are impressive crushes. But then, you know, obviously watching Secure and there's, yeah. what's his name, Lawrence. And oh my God. So I think I need to add, I don't think he's on my, my man on the board. board. He's not on my man board. I think the board has been very dormant. I think we oh were very gosh. like, it was yeah, it's a secret board. I love Lawrence from Insecure. Yeah. He's so beautiful. Oh. If you could bring back any TV show, which is no longer running, oh. what show would you bring back? Ooh. Oh, do we go really old school? You can like, go as old school as you like. I might not know it. I mean, Moesha. You must know Moesha. Did you know Moesha? Do you know Moesha? Brandy was in Moesha. Oh my God, let me You're, see. Am I, am I that old? No. <laughs> I loved a lot of like 90s Nickelodeon. Oh, okay. Okay. Moesha. Oh, I never watched this. Was this her show? Yeah. Oh my god, no. She looks only... so cute. But she Sorry, had the braids. I've just Googled her. Like my... Yeah, she had like she the, looks the micro braids. And they're, they're oh, you know, okay. apparently they're doing a reboot of Sister Sister and everything. So I okay, wonder if they'll do this. Okay, and the last question is what are the three beauty must have items that you literally cannot leave the house without? Ooh, okay. Three beauty must have items. I'm loving my Fenty Beauty kilowatt. Oh <laughs> See, that's the one thing I haven't bought. Kilowatt highlighter, ginger okay. binge, and Moscow Mule. Okay. It's beautiful. I, I, I'm not wearing it today, but <laughs> I've been wearing it a lot. Yeah. So I love that. Um, it's just a really nice sort of bronzy, rose goldy, bronzy highlight. It. It's just so perfect and pigmented and wonderful. Yes, Rihanna, we love So, you. yeah, just anything Fenty. Also love the Morphe Morphe. 350 palette i've got okay is that that's the really... brownie one there's a lot of them i think three there's like 350s they've all yeah. got like a number like a letter after i've them. got the 350 i want to say w because it's like the orangey brown okay. warm tones but i like their eyeshadows yeah, they're got, really good um, like a metallic palette so Cute. i really i think you just need that like you don't yeah. need to buy any others really once you've got that and they're quite cheap and yeah they're really good value for money mm-hmm. Ooh, what else what else 
I am just thinking of what I put on my face this morning. <laughs> um, I do like the Rimmel Exaggerate eyeliner. Okay. That's a good, you know, high street staple. Yeah. And it always stays on. It's hard to get off at times. That's a good one. But, you know, I love my cat eye flick and it's, yeah, it's a really good product. That's a good shout. And also a new product for me. I've never tried it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And what are like the three pieces of advice you would give to anyone that's looking to take a digital creative career path? Ooh, okay. I think definitely these under- are not quick fire you can think about these ones i think definitely understand the bigger picture mm-hmm. you know, understand where you perhaps sit in the market you know maybe things are going really well for you i think just understand why that is like That's a are good point. you are you part of this beauty standard that is prevalent and like what else can you offer because yeah. it, it may not be enough forever and if you're you know if you're not represented what what can you offer like mm-hmm. you can definitely talk about your perspective you know just think about how you do it like put put your all into your photography like that's so important and also your branding yeah you know if you can have amazing branding people will look at you and think oh this is interesting and maybe even serious you can't even maybe you, you haven't even updated it much but i think if you have a slick look a really cohesive look yeah brands will approach you because it a lot of it is about optics so really consider your branding you know your web development invest in that and really get something that represents you like see it as a project that's a project within itself definitely and also just anticipate what's coming read up on everything follow all the you know industry newsletters look beyond the blogging bubble as well see what else you know what everyone else is doing in other um industries yeah look at your competition you know just be really analytical and don't get complacent i like it (laughs) these are very good tips thank you so much for coming on the show it has been an absolute pleasure i feel like we've covered some really great ground it's deep it's been quite deep but very informal but very informative yes (laughs) (laughs) which i think is really important and i know for me i haven't had a lot of bloggers and inverted commas i don't know i feel like really conflicted using the word blogger recently because i feel like people are so much more than just bloggers but yeah, but I think it's just obviously it's 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 like an umbrella term. It's an umbrella term, but I think it's it's the foundation. Like I, yeah, I, you know, we shouldn't be ashamed because it's where we started, and Definitely. it allows us to do a lot of other things. But yeah, you know, I know people don't get all the other things, of course, that are involved. That's a lot with that happens with a lot of other industries. Definitely. If you're an illustrator, people think you're just drawing all the time, but yep. you'll be promoting your work, you'll be at fairs, you'll be printing stuff, yeah. hustling. You know, I think just you just know within you that you're doing the right thing definitely think of that don't think about what other people are thinking because they'll be you know in 10 years time they'll be wishing they did this oh definitely you know a lot of journalists are now going freelance and doing influencer projects they're making the most of their instagram whereas previously they may have been looking down on bloggers so they were in the traditional writing so you've just gotta i think it was it's all just about um following your your passion definitely doing what you're drawn to and that's what i'm doing and look at what's happened. She's well. having a great time Ooh, as well. Yeah, had a great time <laughs> chatting on a Monday. So Exactly. <laughs> but no, honestly, thank you so much. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like for me when I say that, it's like you have so many other accolades. That's why I'm like, I can't just put her in a box and just call her a blogger because I know that she does so many <laughs> other things as well. But thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you just want to give everyone your social and, you know, your full blog URL if they don't follow you already? 
Yes, sure. So <laughs> my blog is I want you to know Yeah. I'm also on Instagram at I am Christabel. And it's really colourful. Yes. It's amazingly colourful. I'm so very my, impressed. <laughs> my name is spelled K-R-I-S-T-A-B-E-L. So yes, social, I am Christabel. Also on YouTube, just type Christabel into YouTube. I'm on Pinterest. Basically all the channels. So I love, love that you use Pinterest. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got the secret man board. I mean, you can't see my man board, but I also have... God damn it. Travel boards, fashion boards, <laughs> all the boards. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Excuse me, are you alone? Is there someone with hearts at the end of their name saved in your phone? If not, how's about me?